You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. So good morning, church. How are we? Lovely, lovely to see all of your faces this morning. And I just want to echo what Jack said. All Nations Evening is going to be fantastic tonight. I know for anyone who's a student, as soon as food was mentioned, they're like, I'm there. It's like, they're like, it doesn't matter. Food, I'm there. And also, just to let you know that me and John have this little thing going in the office because he calls it a samosa, but where I come from, we call it samosa. So... Just letting you know, that's okay. If you hear me say that someone's not shaking their head, they're like, no, I rebuke that. (laughs) All right, so as Jack said, um, you know, my name's Lisa Boyle. I'm here on staff and I work alongside Martin and Esther Story, who are our senior pastors. And they are currently on a two-month sabbatical break. Who is missing them? Can we give them a round of applause? Because they do a fantastic job here, and I reckon they're listening in on the podcast, so if you are, we miss you. (laughs) Yeah, so today my message is titled, Oh No, A Detour. Everyone, can you say that? So I'm going to be sharing a little personal story with you about a time I had a detour in my life, and also I'm going to be looking at the Word of God, and I'm I'm going to leave you with three points to take home with you this week, and um, I'm just believing that God is going to speak to us today. Do you believe that, church? Are you ready? So Dave and I have known each other since 2008, and since then, we have had many Many, many, many detours. Now, you know when you plan to be somewhere or life or to go somewhere and it doesn't quite go as planned? Has anyone ever been there before? Just a few of you. This happened in the first service as well. Everyone else is like, no, my life is sorted. Nothing ever goes wrong. No detours for me. (laughs) I need to have a coffee with you, whoever that is. (laughs) Well, that's definitely what happened to us in this story I'm about to share with you. So the origin of the word detour actually comes from the French word detour, which means change of direction. And um, now Dave and I, shall I, shall I say, have a fond memory of a detour which happened to us on one of our anniversary dates. Um, it's fond now, but at the time, it wasn't fun or fond memory we were creating. And it all started with a trip to Skegness. Good old Skeggy, hey? <laughs> So being South African and hailing from the city of Cape Town, I come from a country where there's a lot of beautiful beaches around. And and so naturally, when I came to the UK and landed right in the middle, in the beautiful city of Coventry, would you agree? Beautiful city. I realized that there were no coastlines around here. Has anyone figured that out yet? No beaches in Coventry, which is really sad. God, come on, work something. (laughs) With this in mind, Dave had some very fond childhood memories of Skegness. So he used to go with his parents to AOG conferences, and he'd be there with family and friends, and in season, might I add. And so our anniversary destination was secure. Skegness was on, you know, the destination map. Now, Dave and I love a good road trip, so we were excited and thought, like any normal person, let's book something when we get there, not before, when we get there. I'm sure there'll be some choice hotels and B&Bs to choose from. And so the adventure started, road trip music on, Red Bull in hand, snacks in the back, and a whole lot of excitement. Destination was on Google Maps, Dave was the driver, I was the map master. Any map masters here? 
Yeah, a few of you. Yeah, that was me. He's like, I'm driving. You deal with the map. <laughs> and everything was going to plan. And nothing could stop us now except a flat phone battery. I know all the youth are like, that's the end of the world. <laughs> So as we're nearing Skegness, the phone completely dies. And so what we, we decide to do is we see a pub and we think, oh, this pub looks a bit friendly. Let's, let's go in and grab a quick drink and we'll charge our phone so the adventure can continue. So we walk into the pub, but the atmosphere, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, you walk into a place like a restaurant or a pub and the atmosphere isn't quite as friendly as we thought it would be. And the, the locals, the Skegness locals are sitting at the bar and they turn around and they give us a bit of a cold stare. And I'm like, Dave, you're getting the drinks. I'm going to go find the table and a plug. And so off Dave goes to get some drinks. And... Um, we just think, you know what, we just need to get back to our journey, so we'll just charge our phone, and then all will be well. So we plug the phone in, take a sip of our refreshing drink, and in that moment, the whole pub goes dark. And I'm like, whoa, what's just happened? And um, I'm like, oh, maybe there's been an electrical cut, because this happens quite often to me in South Africa. There's often like electrical cuts. This is quite normal. But little do we know, we look towards the bar, and there's this angry bartender with a lever in his hand, which must be like the electricity to the whole pub is in this one lever, and he's holding it, and he's switched it all off. And he just looks at us, and then I, I can't do the deep, angry voice justice, but he just goes, that was a bit rude, don't you think? And I'm just like, Dave. <laughs> so we didn't say anything. We unplug our phone, because he's obviously upset we're charging our phone. We unplug it, quickly drink our, our drinks, and then we head on out. We've got about 5% battery now, so we think, we, we'll be okay. We, we'll make it. So now we're back in the car, back on the road, and as we enter Skegness, I notice that there isn't many people around. The clouds over the seaside look a bit gloomy. I don't know if this ever happened to you when, you when you plan a holiday and you live in England and you get there and it's a little bit gloomy. So we're looking out, the clouds are all over. And all the rides and colorful outside vendors and donkeys and fun things that Dave had mentioned to me before our trip don't seem to be around. And we realize that we've come to Skegness out of season, dear me. So it's not exactly what we thought or pictured, but we think, okay, we can still make the most out of our trip. And so we find a humble B&B, which looks like it's out of a horror film from 1960, but it's okay because Dave and I are the kind of people that food makes everything better. Do I have anyone like that here? I'm like, if I have a bad day at work or something's not going right, a Domino's and a Chinese can fix it straight away. Yeah, some people are like, amen, Jesus. <laughs> amen for the Chinese. So we find a nice restaurant, and we sit at a table, and from across from us, we can see a young couple, maybe about our age, and they've got a little baby, and so we're smiling at them. But our, our smiles are not met with joy. They're looking at us like, what are you doing here? And I just think to myself, Dave, maybe we've come on everyone's bad day. Like, maybe everyone in this town is currently having a bad day, and we are here now, and it's not good. So anyway, we just think, let's just look at the gray sea out there, out the window, and so that's what we're doing. We're, like, avoiding the couple glaring at us, and we're looking at the sea, and I, I promise you, I'm not making this up. You can go ask Dave after the service. So we're sitting there looking out, waiting for our food, and all of a sudden, a man walks past right to the window and projectile vomits, and I'm just like, Wow, wow, this is, this is getting better and better each second. 
A series, Dave's laughing because he knows it's true. A series of unfortunate events occurred while we were on that trip. And let's just say it wasn't as fun or romantic as Dave and I planned. And for any married couple here, you would agree with me, we had a few disagreements on this trip and we came home wishing that we'd never gone to destination Skegness. Now, quick disclaimer, Skegness is probably a lovely place to holiday and go in season. And there's probably lovely people who live there, but this was just our experience, all right? So, the moral of my story is that sometimes life doesn't go as we plan. Sometimes we can plan ahead or envision life to be a certain way, or we have an expectation on ourselves to be at a certain place or point in life. And when we are not, church, it can be disappointing you know, the same can be said for our Christian walk. We can expect the road to be smooth and for God to go with our plans and our schedules. And then all of a sudden, that relationship doesn't work or you've been hit with a fine and you're struggling financially or maybe you and your spouse aren't getting on or your kids are going down the wrong path. The detours can come at any moment and any season of life. But what's important is how we respond to these. Now, looking at the Bible this past week, I was thinking about another young couple, kind of like Dave and myself, who might have experienced a bit of a detour or a change of plan. And I was drawn to the story of Mary and Joseph. So I'm going to be reading, if you have your Bible with you this morning, I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 1 and Matthew chapter 1. And in Luke, we're going to read about Mary. And in Matthew, we're going to read about Joseph and his experience. So here we go, Luke 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a name named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his, Dave, of, of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Matthew 1 verse 18. Let's read about Joseph's experience. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. 
All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us, which is the song we just sang. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Amen. Now, sometimes we can read a story like this, church, or I don't know about you guys, but I can read a story and overlook the fact that this was actually a young couple in love, ready to be engaged. The Bible tells us that Mary was highly favored by God and that Joseph was faithful to the law. But sometimes we can read a portion of scripture like this without even stopping to consider what was really happening and how were the people in the Bible actually feeling at this point. Now, usually when you are engaged, this is a great time for you and your partner to start talking about life and planning your future. And I can imagine maybe for Mary and Joseph, you know, they started to think like, what will our house look like? Joseph, you're a carpenter. What are you going to make to go in the house? You know, how many kids will we have? Maybe Joseph had always dreamed of having a family or children of his own just before he was to, to be married to, to Mary. But here, an angel comes with a message and Mary has a choice. My first point is, how do we see the detours? You know, when life goes a different way than you originally planned, or when a situation doesn't work out, as you thought, what is your first response, church? Maybe Mary could have said, God, this is unfair. Can't you wait till we married and I have a house and an Ikea cot before you give me the baby? Maybe she could have doubted and said, God, this is too big a task to be pregnant with the savior of the world. Why me? I'm not good enough for that. Maybe Mary could have got angry and said, Lord, I don't know if this is anyone here. Sounds a little bit like me. This isn't in my five-year plan. <laughs> Can't you wait till a few things are worked out and fulfilled and then come back to me and we can work this Jesus thing out? <laughs> you know, maybe she thought, what will the people think? Will this ruin my reputation? Because in those days, you know, I'm, I think pretty much you would get stoned if you, if you were pregnant before you got married. Will Joseph love me when he finds out I'm pregnant and now I have to tell him this is God? What was really going on in Mary's world? But I think she didn't choose to see it her way, church. She chose to be obedient and trust in God's plan. She simply asks, how will this be? Confirms that she's the Lord's servant. And then she ends by saying, may your word to me be fulfilled. Wow, that's amazing. Now what I want you to do is imagine a situation in your life at the moment, have a think, which is quite difficult or maybe a challenge for you. Maybe it's something that you didn't expect or it's something you're currently dealing with or something you maybe feel God is asking you to do. What if you prayed a prayer today and said to God, okay, Lord, this is how I see this, but how do you see this situation? And how can you work it for your glory? What can I do to trust you in this situation? And maybe today, church, you need to declare in your life that God will work it for the good. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> You know, maybe you need to change the way you see the situation and see it from God's perspective, like Mary. 
You know, the Christian walk is a little bit, for me, like our trip to Skegness, full of unexpected events and turns. You know, and, but it's also exciting because God genuinely has the very best life plan for us as individuals. And if everything went completely our way all the time, we wouldn't need to have faith or trust in God. You know, if everything goes to plan, if everything goes to your schedule, there's no room for us to need God, is there, church? So what are you lacking or or are in need of in life right now? Let's turn to God and just say, Lord, your your will be done in this situation. I know Dave and I are in that place at the moment. You know, sometimes we can see things in our human flesh, but sometimes we've got to step away and say, God, how do you see this? Let me respond in the same way Mary responded. You see, when we change how we see the detours, something within us changes too. We learn learn to let go of things that may have been trying to control us, and we learn to trust God. Now, I'm not saying that your situation is going to become any less important or that it's not going to hurt when you let it go to God. You know, in the last month, I heard some terrible news about a family member, one of my family members, um, their health. And, you know, my first reaction was like, this is devastating. And, and your mind kind of runs to the worst case scenario. But you know what? Instead of doing that, I was just like, God, I need to see this how you see this because none of my family are Christians. And um, that's Jesus. <laughs> We're here, Lord. <laughs> you know, and it was quite a challenge for me. But the truth is, if I don't trust God and what he's doing, You know, it's not going to do any good for my health. It's not going to do any good for the youth that I serve here each week. And it's not going to help me to trust in God. You know, we we can sing these songs here, church. I trust you, Lord. But actually, when a hard situation comes, that's when you really need to trust God and say, okay, God, I'm in it now. I trust you in the situation. So I've given the situation over to God. And like I said, I'm looking at it as an opportunity to trust God and for my family to see that He is able You know, in all honesty, there have been many, many, many detours in my own life that I haven't handled very well, and I haven't always gone to God with all of those detours. But sometimes I look back, and I don't know if you're like this, I look back and I think, what if I just trusted God with that situation? What if I just trusted God with that relationship, you know, friendship, or with what I said there, or what I did there? How would the situation be different? What would it look like? Which brings me to my next point, which is what can we learn from the detours? Now for Dave and I, the Skegness anniversary helped us to to learn a few lessons about booking a holiday. Here's some marriage advice for any young people. All right, one, research is key. Two, in-season helps. Three, this one's very helpful, trip advisor. Four, get recommendations. And five, we've had to learn that being together is way more important than the circumstances around us. You see, every detour offers us an opportunity to grow and learn from. Now, speaking at the Young Adult um, Life Night this week, and I was thinking about some of the things I've been through in my own life, and I can remember through a lot of my hardest times in life, I questioned whether God was there. I didn't understand why I had to go through some of the things I have. But who knows, church, that hindsight is a powerful thing? Anyone with me? 
hindsight is a powerful thing because when I look back, I think, wow, God, I see that you were with me through all of that time. God, I see that you brought me through that. And you know what? God has refined me and some of the stuff that I've been through has helped me to build compassion. It's helped me to become more empathetic and it's helped me to understand and help people who've gone through a similar journey to me. And you know what? Your story can do the same too. Whatever you've been through, if it's painful, if it's hard, I want to tell you today that God can use that stuff. I said it to the young adults, it might sound cheesy, but your test is your testimony. And you are able, you're going to be able to help other people with that. You see, God works our detours for the good. You might know this verse, it's quite popular. It's Romans 8 verse 28, it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Whatever is going on in your life right now, know that God is working it for the good, that he's for you and not against you, church. You know, when I was looking at this story, I thought to myself, what can I learn from Mary and Joseph? that even though this was totally out of any plan they had ever made, they both chose to be obedient. And in that moment, history was marked and our Savior was born. Did they ever imagine they would be a part of the biggest story today? No, probably not. But their one act of obedience had an impact on my life and your life today. One act. Do you know that your one act of obedience can have an impact on the people around you and generations to come? You know, when I'm here on a Friday night with the youth, I know how I interact with them. My one act can have an influence on the youth and so can yours. Wherever you work, where you study, at home with your family, your one act of obedience to God can impact people. Let's not be a people who never learn and just become stubborn when life hits us with hard times. You know, the story of the Israelites coming out of Egypt really annoys me. I don't know if you guys are, you ever read the Bible and something like annoys you, but, but that story annoys me because I'm an outsider looking in saying, all you need to do is trust God and you can get to the land of milk and honey, wilderness, milk and honey, wilderness, go that way, <laughs> you know. But instead, for 40 years, they were stranded in the wilderness because they wouldn't obey God and they never made it into the promised land. How sad is that? Let's not be like that church. Let's learn from our mistakes and ask God to help us see things how he does. Let's learn from bad relationship choices, bad financial stewarding, times when we maybe should have said, forgive me, times where we should have been more generous, times where maybe we should have got over ourselves. That's me sometimes. I'm like, I need to get over myself. <laughs> Let's not keep making the same mistake for 40 years and never into, enter into what God truly has for us. How sad would that be? I want to enter into everything that God has for me, church. Do you? Let's turn to God and ask him, what can we learn in each season of life and trust that he is working all things to his good? My last point this morning is this. Can we trust God? Can we trust God when things don't go to plan? I could have easily lost trust in Dave with planning holidays for us that anniversary trip. <laughs> but the truth is, I didn't marry Dave because he can plan a great holiday, guys. Just letting you, filling you in there. 
You know, and since then, he has, has actually planned lots of amazing holidays, just to let you know. But the same is true for us and God. We didn't say yes to Christ because of all the blessings and a ticket into heaven. We said yes to Christ because he gave his all for us and he died for us so we could have full access, a relationship with the living God of heaven and earth. And yes, that comes with eternal life. But knowing him personally has to be the most amazing thing you can ever do with your life. And it doesn't mean that life gets easier. I was explaining to the young adults once again on Thursday that for me as a young Christian, you know, all my friends were like, give your life to Jesus. You know, things will be amazing. Things will be great. I gave my life to God and things went the opposite way. I was like, my friends said this would be great. (laughs) Things aren't turning out that way, Lord. You know, and things went completely off the rails for me. And, you know, I life through a massive detour. And I never imagined, you know, that I'd be standing here today talking to you because of some of that stuff that I've, that I've been through. But, you know, have I trusted God any less? No. He was there through it all and brought me out of it all. And I wouldn't be who I am today without taking the paths that I did, even those that weren't my choice. Because some of the the things that happen to you in life, church, they aren't always going to be your choice. It's going to be the choices that other people make are going to affect you as well. But can you trust God even though that's happening to you? You know, Mary had this moment to either fully trust God and surrender to his plans or to go with her own safe plan. Because if you've read the Bible, you'll know that after they had Jesus, they faced many challenges. One of them being they had to leave their hometown and flee. It couldn't have been easy, but she fully surrenders and takes faith. But it also takes a huge amount of trust. And that's what I wanna ask you this morning. How much do you trust God? Because sometimes those detours, just like with the people of Israel can be an opportunity for you to trust in God's provision and not your own. To trust that he will get you to the promised land, not you, but he, God Almighty, because he knows the plans for your life, church. He knows where you'll be in five years time. He knows where you'll be in 10 years time. He knows your very last day. So put your trust in him. He knows it all. What will your response be? You know, if you've had a bit of a detour lately, a change of direction, and you didn't plan or foresee that, I'd love to read something to you from 1 Peter 4. And I'm going to be reading from the message version this morning. It says, friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. If you're abused because of Christ, count yourself fortunate. We don't like that verse, do we? (laughs) But it's true. Count yourself fortunate. It's the Spirit of God and His glory in you that brought you to the notice of others. If they're on you because you broke the law or disturbed the peace, that's a different matter. But if it's because you're a Christian, don't give it a second thought. Be proud of the distinguished status reflected in that name. It's judgment time for God's own family. We're first in line. If it starts with us, think what it's going to be like for those who refuse God's message. If good people barely make it, what's in store for the bad? So if 
you find life difficult because you're doing what God said, take it in stride, trust Him. He knows what He's doing and He'll keep on doing it. The Bible says, trust Him. He knows what He is doing. My last thought for today is that when Mary trusted in God and His ways, something greater was birthed within her. Something so much greater than what she could have ever birthed herself. When you trust in God's way, ways with your business, with your family, with your finance, with your friends, with your needs, He gives you something far greater than anything you could ever produce by yourself. But it doesn't always come in the way you want or the package you want or expect. But trust me, when you look back, you'll say, what an adventure that was. What a story I have to tell you. Look what God did when I trusted. You know, some of my hardest times are the times now that I use as a testimony to other people. And I go, wow, look, look what God there. Look what He did. What an adventure. Because you know what, guys? The Christian life was not meant to be boring. We're not meant to come and sit on chairs every Sunday listen to songs and listen to someone speak. We are meant to be living an adventurous life for Christ out there in the city of Coventry. Christians, we, are, we should be active. You know, this is just a building and I've said it before, but you know what, what, where the life is, is when we go outside and we trust in God outside of these four walls. So I wanna say to you guys today, whatever detour comes to you in life, how will you see that detour? What will your response be? What will you learn from it? And lastly, will you trust God with those detours? I'm gonna invite the band up and I'd love to just pray for you all. So why don't we bow our heads in this moment and we'll commit the morning to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, I wanna thank you that your spirit is here this morning. God, I wanna thank you that you are real and alive. And God, I wanna pray for anyone who is facing a bit of a detour today, anyone who is struggling with something that's happened to them recently. And I thank you, God, that you know exactly what it is. And God, I wanna pray that, you, that they would be able to fully surrender whatever it is to you, God. Would you help them to completely trust in your ways and not their own? Father, would you help us to know that your ways are higher and better than our own? And Father, for us as a church, we ask, would you help us to all be obedient to you when it comes to choosing a response in the hard times? Help us to stop and think of Mary and what she said. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. God, this morning we put our trust in you and your word and we commit our ways to you and our lives to you again this morning, Father. And I just pray, God, would you help us, Lord? We need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Jesus. And so, God, I pray, would you bless your people this morning as we go out. And, Father, let us just now in this time of worship give you whatever it is that's on our minds. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, church.